The Two Feet In podcast is brought to you by these sponsors. I want to give a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been connected with their team for the past few years, and I've used their products for a while now. Beyond their innovative and user-friendly machines, they are also tremendous people to work with, and their customer service is off the charts. It's no wonder why they become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and even world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com or drdishbball on social media. And mention Two Feet In when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off your purchase. Welcome to season two of Two Feet In the podcast. This season we are highlighting inspiring women focused on empowering other women. Two Feet In the podcast will explore ideas and inspire you to produce action. This is your place to break down ideas Get a strong dose of motivation and learn to live two feet in. Today is the day to get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I am the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you. Lock in, let's go. It's time for your two feet in experience. Joining two feet in the podcast today is Coach Buffy Burleson, inspiring woman who is focused on empowering other women. Coach has been the head coach at the University of North Georgia for over 27 years. 21 of those were winning seasons, 12 national tournaments, region championships, elite eight, and over 500 career victories. She comes from a coaching family where her dad has been a high school coach and was a pro player. Coach Burson will be inducted into the Montevello Hall of Fame just coming up uh, very soon this year. What's up, Coach Buffy? Coach. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. What's new in your world? Give us give us the rundown of what's happening in the mountains of Georgia. Well, the mountains of Georgia slowed down with all the students being gone. So that's been nice the past couple of weeks to just kind of take a little time off and uh, enjoy that before camp start up this Tuesday. So we'll get to see. Uh, I'm excited about that because we'll get to see our players. We'll come back then. But it's been nice having the students away and just being able to enjoy some time. Somebody told me the other day that COVID didn't show up in Georgia up there. Is there, any, <laughs> is there any truth to that? There's definitely no truth to that. COVID was here and we all went through it. And so it was rough, but it's definitely showed up up here. How did it impact you and your program? And you, I mean, obviously you've been doing it a long time. The longevity is unheard of. How was this year different than any other? It was just, you know, just the uncertainty, the day by day, you know, not you know, or in the fall, not knowing if you were going to have a season and then once you finally figured out you were going to have a, a, I think it was a 20 game schedule, then it was just like, who's it going to hit next? And, you know, how do we keep our players in shape? How hard do we push them? You know, only to come back and have a, you know, your, your games canceled. And it was just uncertainty through, I mean, all the way through the, the region tournament, it was just, you were sitting on, you know, the edge of your seat, just wondering what was going to happen, who was going to get it next and what was going to happen. 27 years, <clears throat> same location. What's the secret to that type of longevity in, in the same place? Yeah, um, just, you know, evolving over time and, and trying to stay up with um, with uh, how, you know, the game of basketball doesn't change a whole lot, but you still got to stay on top of things. And um, I think just being happy where you are, being where your feet are. And, you know, my family's here, so that's always played a big part. But just uh, enjoying where you are and trying to be successful here. Make, make, make the big time where you are. Okay, so let's talk about your family. Tell us about your dad and you know, coaching is what you guys know as a family. 
Yeah, well, my dad, just a little quick background on him. He um, He's from LaGrange and, and won a, a football state championship there his senior year and went to, to play at Auburn University and then moved to the NFL, um, St. Louis Cardinals. That's where I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and then got traded back to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so we moved back to Georgia. And so, and after he finished with the pros, he was a high school football coach. So I, I was on the sidelines of uh, my dad's high school football teams my entire life. Like I, I'm, I'm the little girl on uh, Remember the Titans. I'm the one running up and down my brother throwing the football. And that's all really, you know, really known. So um, that I, I, I followed in his footsteps and coaching and, and just haven't looked back since. So I've coached several kids who have, who the dads have either played in the NFL or in the NBA or pro players. Let's just say it that way. And I've coached two kids whose moms played division one basketball. To me, my experience is they're wired differently from a competitive, not all of them practice well, but all of them, when it became time to compete, they were all competitors. Did you see that being around him? And have you experienced that within your time coaching athletes? Definitely. I have. Yeah. And it's just, it's natural. The things come natural to you. Um, and you don't, you know, you don't even know um, that you have that competitiveness in you because it's just instilled. We actually have a player now um, playing for us whose father is a high school football coach. And we've talked about that. I mean, I can tell in her, you know, as soon as she steps on the court, she's a coach on coach on the court and just see things differently and, and handles leadership differently. And it's just, um, you're, you're right. I totally agree. It's wired differently. <laughs> You know, I think that there's something to be said about how you grow up and, and these values that are instilled in kids. And so for us as basketball coaches, we need not really 15, but, you know, you could have 10. But if you had 10 high character, hardworking, like the intangibles, and you've won a ton, do you think, just tell us a little philosophically, that relative to levels of just natural God-given talent yeah I mean it's it's just something about it I mean if we could that's what every coach is looking for you know if you could bottle up um, the players that have the intangibles and then you would win a lot and that's what we look for um, and especially at our level at the division two level I mean we can't get you know the the, the recruits that the division ones are getting all the time so just to look for that extra um, you know, it's, it's something that they have on the court uh, has a lot to do with the success that we've had uh, in my career here, just trying to find that person that that's not going to be afraid to do all the dirty work and is not going to be, be afraid to step up and just see things differently. All right. I think we've got to give a little bit of a small college plug, though. So you and I both coach yeah. in the Peach Belt. Yeah. And I say it's the best Division II conference in the country. And I would argue that the athletes, the coaches, the facilities, in a lot of ways, are better than some small Division One schools. Yeah, well, let, let me give you a plug, Coach. You, you were you were one of the best, obviously the best teams and best coaches during your time in the Peach Bell. Everybody was chasing you, so that was that, I was glad when you moved on for sure. But I would agree, the Peach Belt is extremely tough. I mean, it's uh, this the the athlete that we do get, it's, it's not completely transfer heavy, but you know, every team has, a, you know, two or three that are, that are really good and impactful, but um, the facilities, even since you've left, you know, we've got our new building now that's phenomenal. And most of the schools in the Peach Belt have, have them now too. So yeah, we could compete. I really feel like that the teams in our league could compete with um, a lot of the, the um, you know, the, the lower division ones and hopefully give them a run for their money at some point. All right, coach, it's time to jump in 
two feet in hot seat experience. You're at a hotel, you jump on an elevator, you hit the button to the 34th floor, and as the elevator door closes, the person comes in. And that person is the person who needs you that day in less than the ride up to the 34th floor. Describe your career, impact, life accomplishments. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, well, you obviously don't have a lot of time. So, I'm probably just going to tell them that, you know, I've been in a, a service role in, in my career for the past 30 years. So, um, what I'm going to tell them is uh, this stuff that I've learned. And basically, the, the, the number one thing is, um, you know, is just, um, it, is just humility and kindness. And, um, you know, my mom told me a long time ago that she thinks the first thing that, God's going to ask you when you get to heaven is how did you treat my people? So just being able to go out there and, and, uh, and, and treat people with, with kindness and, and, re- and build relationships is going to be the, the first important thing you do today and every day. And then I don't know what floor we're on now, but the rest of my time, I would probably tell them to, um, to run your own race, you know, to, to not look to the left or right. And, uh, you know, who's, who's winning more than you, if you're a coach or, you know, or, who, who you, you may be doing better at. It's just detrimental to look at somebody that you think you're, you're doing a little bit better than. It's the same thing, you know. So you don't compare. You're not going to be happy if you compare. But to just, you know, slow down, run your own race, put your blinders on and, and focus on, uh, you know, what, what you can do right now um, to be the best person. And, uh, and just, just um, to sum it up, just, you know, it's about people and it's about taking care of your own business and running your own race. So I hope that would help. I love that. Okay. Give us your greatest faith over fear experience. And that can be personal. That can be in your career, but educate us faith over fear for you. Okay. Well, I have one professionally and then one personally that I'll talk about. Um, but professionally, you know, I took, I took the, the job here in old Georgia when I was um, 25 years old. And when I took that job, it was a lot different than head coaches. Now, like when I took it, I had to coach softball, I had to coach basketball was what I wanted to do, but I had to coach softball and teach all these classes, wellness classes, swimming classes, coaching theory, which is kind of a joke that I was so young and trying to teach that. And then on top of, um, you know, everything else was, was coaching, coaching the team. So I, I was obviously overwhelmed a little bit when I took the job. So who I hired um, to be on my staff was going to be very important. So I hired um, a, a young man that I had met um, coaching a camp at a Division One school that summer. So he came and got settled. And a um, couple of weeks in, his the lady that he worked for got a, a job at a, at a Division One school, and he left and went with her. So I was left with no assistant coach, <laughs> overwhelmed, coaching two sports and all these uh, teaching all these classes and, um, and I was going to have to face a year, you know, by myself. So I, I can remember, you know, picking up the phone. I remember where I was, um, in my apartment talking to my dad, you know, just saying, I, I don't know if I can do this. And, and I, I can remember him just kind of almost laughing saying, you know, this, you better get used to this because this is nothing, you know, that, that compared to what is going to happen to you throughout your coaching career. So I kind of bucked up and, and made it through that year, but that was, that was tough doing it by myself, um, you know, that at that young and being the first time head coach. And then on a, on a personal basis, I think probably the, the biggest faith over fear for me was, um, was this past December when, when I lost my mom and, and I was um, going to be the representative for our family to, to speak at the funeral on her behalf. And she, she was such, you know, just such important part, the deep, 
person for me in my life. You know, she was everything to me. She never missed a ball game in 25 years up here at North Georgia. And just, we talked every day and um, just the most important person to me, like I said. So when I was doing my preparation to, uh, to, to speak, it was just, um, it, it was just, it was painful and I wanted to get it right. You know, every, every speech that I'd ever given in my life, she helped me with and she wasn't there and I was having to speak on her behalf. So that was tough. And, and so I, I got through it with just one Bible verse that just kept coming in my head over and over that entire week. I was, I was preparing for it. And that was John fourteen twenty seven, which which is basically saying that, you know, peace, peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. And so with that, it just, it got me through, it got me through speaking at the funeral. And that was just one of the, the toughest faith. I just had to have like, you know, the faith over fear moment was, um, was pretty big um, that, that particular time in my life. That's so huge. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. I appreciate the vulnerability and let's yeah. keep telling some stories because you're a really good storyteller. I would love for you to give us old self, new self, younger version versus current day. Give us your best story. Gosh, I don't know if I have like a great, great story, except the fact that like, you know, when I think, I think when you're younger and like, in, especially in the coaching profession, I think God protects us um, because we, we don't know what we don't know. And, and I, you know, when I started coaching, I definitely, I'm glad that I didn't know that, you know, everything that was out there because what I didn't know, because I, I surely would have really been overwhelmed at the time for sure. But when I look back, like now, um, I think of like what, you know, what Coach Wood and John Wooden always use that, the, the quotation of it's, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And when I read that a long time ago, I was like, what is he talking about? But as I got older, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like you, you know, you have to keep, you have to keep growing and learning just like what you do with your podcasts and, and the clinics that you put on. Um, you know, you have to keep, keep um, staying young. And, and you, you think as, as, as a young, as a young coach or a young professional that if I can just win this championship or if I can just, you know, close this deal, or whatever, then, you know, then, then I've arrived, but you find out as you get older that, that you never arrive. You just have to keep, you know, you have to keep getting better and you have to keep growing. And that's just kind of the way it is. So don't really have a great story, but that's just kind of the way I feel. Like I I thought I knew, I thought I knew um, how to be a coach, you know, back then, but now I, you know, you get older and you're like, gosh, I don't even, I don't know half the stuff I should know right now. So I thought I knew everything in coaching and I coached for about 10 years. And then I was like, holy cow, I was really bad. And then, (laughs) then you feel like you do it for 10 more years and you're like, okay, I think I've got this thing down. And then you kind of go through this valley of now, am I not fresh? You know, have I stopped learning? So talk a little bit about you and I and how we've gotten together on this, this clinic. And especially as the, the more senior coaches that participate in this thing. Did you go through like the, gosh, we haven't really done anything new in the past 10 years. And this is, you know, am I, am I as good of a coach as I should be for these kids? Yeah. Well, I did that. You know, you, you probably did too during the pandemic. I must have watched, you know, over the, the, um, the zoom clinics and things and just saying, gosh, you know, I knew there was stuff out there, but man, there's so much out there that, I just don't know. I would love to do it. You, obviously, you can't implement everything. You can just take take a little bit here and there. But 
Yeah, just sitting in on the on the clinic um, that you did yesterday, uh, just the young coaches on there that were the questions they asked and the, what they were presenting was phenomenal. And so, you know, it is it's so important that we give back, but at the same time to like learn from people that are younger than us that are like really, really smart. They are. And I'm worried they're smarter than we are. <laughs> That's where experience comes in, maybe. <laughs> But I think that they think they're smart. And so when they ask things or talk about things, it sounds, I think it's probably what you and I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just, you, yeah, you convince the- you like, you don't know what you don't know. So you <laughs> <just> dive in. <laughs> That's so, so true. Okay. Let's keep building on the storytelling. Is there any lesson that you've learned the hard way that you would love our listeners? Hey, listen, learn from me. Don't do it this way. I've had so many, you know, just uh, obviously being in it with recruits and, and even assistant coaches that come through your program, you know, it's not a great fit for everybody, obviously, with the transfer portal now, obviously it needs to be like that, but, you know, it's not, I think the biggest lesson I would love for listeners to take away is, is what I learned from one of our former presidents, and that's not to take things personally, and that's one of the hardest things to do as a as a head coach because you you, pu- you pour so much into everything especially your players and your assistant coaches and if somebody's not happy or you're even asking them you know to to leave the program it's so hard not to like look at yourself and be like gosh you know I mean and take it home with you and those are the things that I do take home with me and so just just to, if I could put the message out there um, and I've really tried to work on this like don't don't take things personally number one but you know, th- those people don't burn bridges with them because you're never going to be happy um, when you leave any kind of relationship that's not not on a on a positive um, note. And that doesn't mean that you're going to stay in touch with these people. That just means that, you know, it, it, you're OK with them leaving and you're happy for them and they can move on and you can move on. And it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens enough. And, and I know you're probably like me, Heather, like that. Those are the things that you you, you don't always think about championships. You think about the people that got away that you think you can either save everybody or help everybody. And you just, if you don't take it personally that people, you know, don't want to necessarily be there or whatever, then I think you'll be a lot happier as as a person and, and moving forward. um, Everybody will be. Okay. It's time for the two feet in quick style questions. Lock in and let's go a little bit of rapid fire. Give us your best quote. My best quote is, and I have it all over our program. It's in my office. WD is greater than WS, which is well done, is greater than well said. It's, um, I think Ben Franklin said it, but we, we took it from the book, The Hard Hat that we had by John Gordon that we have all our players read. I love that. Book recommendation of the decade. Book for me most recently would be um, Trevor Moad's uh, It Takes What It Takes. I did a deep dive into that during the pandemic and used some of it with our team. It's a great book. Podcast or video to expand our thinking? Um, a couple. One one podcast is just one I've, is, uh, it's been with me for three or four years. It's Chris Oliver's Basketball Immersion. He just, he thinks outside the box and I love listening to, to all the, the people that are on there. And then the other one is Michael Gervais' Finding Mastery. That's really good. He's got people, he's got musicians, uh, you know, Olympic, just elite people that are trying to, that, that explain how they got to where they are now. Give us your key to uh, habit stacking or creating a routine that works. That's a good question. Uh, I would just say like 
mindset like it's non-negotiable if it's non-negotiable with me i'm gonna do it and you know whether it's exercise or or, or whatever so just get it in my head that it's a non-negotiable and and it usually sticks with me you get one phone call to whom and why probably gonna be obvious what i said about my mom but uh, just you know she passed away of um, with dementia so i just haven't had a great conversation with her in, in over a year so i would love to just call her and talk and ask her how she's doing and be able to give her you know an update on on dad and and my world right now to talk to her i'd give anything to talk to her right now yeah i can't even imagine okay coach yeah our listeners need your final thoughts give us something to take take it away and and maybe it's just something encouragement going into the week i've just you know basically just don't take yourself so seriously (laughs) just uh life's too short and um I think, you know, a lot of times the coaches, we work, we work all the time and too much and you just need to take a step back. The pandemic didn't teach us anything. It taught us that. So like, you know, put, put your family out there first and enjoy yourself some and, and, and take some, some time to get away. Thanks to our guest and friend, Coach Buffy Burson, for being part of the Two Feet In experience, reminding us the secret to longevity is evolving over time. And remember to run your own race. Visit the show notes to learn more about Coach and to reach her directly. That's been Coach Buffy Burson on Two Feet in the Podcast, where inspiring women are focused on empowering other women. A big thanks to all of our guests and sponsors for breaking down ideas, giving us a strong dose of motivation, and helping us learn to live two feet in. Thank you, Coach. My pleasure. Thank you. Welcome to season two of Two Feet in the Podcast. This season, we are highlighting inspiring women focused on empowering other women. Two Feet in the Podcast will explore ideas and inspire you to produce action. This is your place to break down ideas, get a strong dose of motivation, and learn to live two feet in. Today is the day to get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I am the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you. Lock in, let's go. It's time for your Two Feet in experience. Joining Two Feet in the Podcast today is Coach Buffy Burleson, inspiring woman who is focused on empowering other women. Coach has been the head coach at the University of North Georgia for over 27 years. 21 of those were winning seasons, 12 national tournaments, region championships, Elite Eight, and over 500 career victories. She comes from a coaching family where her dad has been a high school coach and was a pro player. Coach Burson will be inducted into the Montevello Hall of Fame just coming up uh, very soon this year. What's up, Coach Buffy? Coach, nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. What's new in your world? Give us, give us the rundown of what's happening in the mountains of Georgia. Well, the mountains of Georgia slowed down with all the students being gone. So that's been nice the past couple of weeks to just kind of take a little time off and uh, enjoy that before camp start up this Tuesday. So we'll get to see. Uh, I'm excited about that because we'll get to see our players. We'll come back then. But it's been nice having the students away and just being able to enjoy some time. Somebody told me the other day that COVID didn't show up 
in Georgia up there. Is there, any, <laughs> is there any truth to that? There's definitely no truth to that. COVID was here and we all went through it. And so it was rough, but it's definitely showed up up here. How did it impact you and your program? And you, I mean, obviously you've been doing it a long time. The longevity is unheard of. How was this year like, like no one, on a, oh, how was this year different than any other? It was just, just the uncertainty, the day by day, you know, not, you know, or in the fall, not knowing if you were going to have a season. And then once you finally figured out you were going to have a, a, I think it was a 20 game schedule, then it was just like, who's it going to hit next? And, you know, how do we keep our players in shape? How hard do we push them? You know, only to come back and have a, you know, your, your games canceled. And it was just uncertainty through, I mean, all the way through the, the region tournament, it was just, you were sitting on, you know, the edge of your seat, just wondering what was going to, who was going to get it next and what was going to happen 27 years same location what's the secret to that type of longevity in in the same place yeah I think just evolving coach you there the two feet in podcast is brought to you by these sponsors have questions about recruiting for your high school or college athlete Kathy Reeves of PD Sports Recruiting has your answers. Give Kathy a call at 404-662-7816 now 